Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. Second place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, have things changed? I told you to enjoy it while it lasted. Things have changed in the last two weeks since our last show. Welcome to Keepers Fantasy Women's Soccer Podcast. And if you're lucky like me. who is on top? Yeah. Gotta say, the last two weeks, Holly Wilde's been killing it. Uh, 131 points in week five and 162 points in week six. That's right. So like that, she's right back in first place. Who's uh, leading the league in points again? Oh, it's me. That's right. Oh, you are. It sound like uh, Taylor Swift. It's me. I need to have that drop. <laughs> um, I'm the problem. You go, You are the problem. I am the problem. Yeah, you're up by it's nine me. points on me. We're both four and two, but you got the uh, you got the little tie breaks. That's nice. That's right. <laughs> that's right. No, that's. I mean, if you go back and look before we jump in, we don't have a news topic today, so like we might as well just look. You had, it's you had uh, a couple weeks ago, Jaden Shaw, and then and Dabinia, who just killed it. Uh, and then how about uh, how about uh, Ms. Consistency Haley Mace? We yeah. don't, we don't really talk a lot about her. Yeah. I mean, we're talking in our league, you know, you probably have the similar format scoring, you know, ask us if you need to know, but Haley Mace, 29, 16, 15. Yeah. She's been really performing better than expected for me. Cause you get those two shutouts from Kansas city mm-hmm. and then you have that great game against angel city this past week, but she still put up numbers. Yeah. You know, I think she had an assist in there. Yeah. Um, and then this past week, Crystal Dunn. Just breaking out with thirty one and Lynn right. Williams twenty eight and then and June, June Endo caught fire with thirty yeah but Lynn Williams kind of um you know twenty six nine twenty eight but this is kind of Lynn Williams you know yeah. before that seventeen yeah one I mean that's one. what you have to bank on when you pick her like she's very productive she's very prolific but like you know maybe one game she takes a ton of shots and scores zero maybe one game she you know puts up two goals that's fine that's kind of what fantasy soccer is at this point you don't you're not going to get someone that's going to come in there every week and put up 25 points well i mean that's the way the strategies changed this year because we have expanded our team right so when we had a smaller roster yeah that was my strategy was different i really needed the people that were going to be solid production every week double digits with one or two superstars this year i feel like you know town's a little bit more spread out and what I, you know, I'm a little more comfortable with the volatility because I'm going to have two or three people that are going to really produce this week, even though then I have some people like Deanna Ordonez who scored two points. You're going to get rid of her, huh? Mm-hmm. We'll talk, we'll talk about that later and keep, keep trade cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, possibly. Yeah. Um, we're playing a little keep trade cut today. We are. We're going to set each other up uh, with keep trade cuts. So we don't know what's being asked. Right. So we have no idea, but we're being asked for players on our current roster. Yeah. But first, Jared has a unique observation to share with us. I do. Um, have you noticed that? What's with the goals? Like, 
107 <laughs> goals in 36 games this year. So that's just about three goals per game, which is really heavy. So I was doing the math, and in 2022, at this point in the season last year, there were uh, 80, which is 2.22. And in 2021, there were even less. There were 78, which is 2.16. So there's been a 34% increase from 2022 and a 37% increase since 2021. That's a gigantic increase. That's huge. That's, you know, three quarters of a goal every game. So that means, you know, just every weekend, if all 12 teams play, that's six extra goals in fantasy. That's six extra goals that you're excited about. One, before we get into why, excited about the change? Like, you excited about it? I like it. It's not like, I don't think there's any, like, rule changes or anything that's really affected it. I think it's just pure talent. But we can get, well, okay, we can get into it. Like, why? Why is this happening? Well, I mean, we've talked about we talked about this a little bit offline. I think that there is um, one of the factors is that there has been um, some defensive moves around the league that have not played out, right? Like, for example, Carson Pickett and Abby Ersig left North Carolina, went to Louisville, right? That's not panning out for either one of them. Where wins go to die. Right, where wins go to die, right? So, like, and for some reason... They are, they're, they're not only like not doing the defensive production that they were before, but they're, they're, the back line isn't gelling for a lot of these teams in a way that I think it's been in the past. So the goalies get less support. They have more, you know, more chances against them and they're letting more goals through because of that. I also think that, and I'm not sure what the, is this like a PTJ is doing what Murphy did last year? Like Murphy had an amazing year two years ago, sort of average last year. PTJ, amazing year last year, sort of average this year. Like, is that a thing? I actually, I don't think the goalies... <laughs> I'm really stretching there. <laughs> I don't think the goalies are average. I think the goalies were really... I think they have less I think support. They were really good. They have less support this year I, I because of the mixes, the mix up in, in the, you know, the offseason and free agency. Those are all good points because I think you're right. Um, I think think the forwards and the mids are skewing and this is i'm not ageist but i mean germa rookie of the year last year defender um and their defense kind of stinks this year a little bit actually they're kind of extreme they give up two and then they zero whatever they're okay they're all right back there um the rain that is but i was i looked at it more I you mean the wave oh yeah the wave that's right i think everyone i think the rain has everybody all the time like they just have <laughs> it makes sense does, if she was on the rain next year like, all right they figured it out um, but I was looking like, look at last year's draft. Like it's Thompson Cooper first two picks, but then also in the top 10, you had nice Wonger who's coming around now. Um, Hawking mm -hmm. who's playing well. These are all forwards. And I think teams the year before Gurma got taken, um, and Howell who's a mid, but DeMello who's a mid, but a, a great scoring mid or is in the top 10, uh, Elise Bennett. I think teams are, and I was just kind of going through. And then another number one pick was a defender, Emily Fox, back in uh, right. 2021. Mm -hmm. But then it's Rodman, Pinto, um, Yasmin Ryan's in there. So your point is that the draft classes for the last three years have been over-indexed on offense. Well, and then there's the big one. This is my, here's my denouement. Okay. This is the 2020 draft where you kind of think, players usually, unless you're like, 
Rodman. It's like, oh, I'm going to come in my first game and look like I should, or Alyssa Thompson. But usually in most sports, it's like a few years, and all of a sudden you're getting peak Sophia Smith. So she was in the 2020 draft, drafted number one. We're getting peak Sophia Smith right now. The second pick was Morgan Weaver. This is like peak Morgan Weaver. I mean, she could go a step higher. The fourth pick that year was Ashley Sanchez, who is, I mean, and then you have Allie Watt, who has gotten kind of buried, but she's talented. Um, and Ziara King got got kind of buried too. But you just look at Smith, Weaver, and I'll throw Korniak. She was the third pick. So Smith, Weaver, Korniak, Sanchez. Okay, all players that are national team caliber players. Um, and they're kind of hitting their stride. So then you look at the years later, and you go, who's going to be peaking? And I think teams have gone for that. I, here's I, I'm, I'm all over the place here, but this is the biggest point I'm making is I think defenders are a little more ready when they get into the league. You don't it, you don't see like the 18 year old defender come into the league. It's usually like the 18 year old forward or the 16 year old forward or these people who are oh man, let's take a chance. But the defenders, I feel like they're putting in four years of college and they're honing their craft and they come in and they're already this polished player. And I know Fox was kind of young, but I think defenders are kind of ready to go, but they, they peak already. And I think what we're getting, I think what we got was like, you had your, your vets and then your rookie defenders and the league was kind of defense heavy, heavy, but now the last two, three, four years of the draft teams have really going after offensive minded mids and forwards. And now you're seeing those players peak. So you might see it go back. So I think the now the next draft, people might go, we need to see what the next defender is. I don't think it's goal. I don't think it's keepers. Keepers are still, I mean, the keep, some keepers are getting a little old, like Nair and, and French, like they're getting, like they got a lot of miles on them. But I think if you put a, just a better front line in front of them, hopefully that all made sense. But I just think that the draft, it's been very forward and mid heavy up top. I mean, I think there is a, you know, you do have a point there that, you know, we have we have so many of the best in the world on offense in this league. And they all seem to be, you know, peaking or, you know, way on the come up right now. So Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's it it it's it, there's a lot of talent. And so yeah. I I think that and, and then also we didn't mention yeah. no weekday games. Oh, that's right, yeah. And that and, and we were talking about how that just at least in my opinion, it's probably more beneficial for offensive players and defensive Big players time. because defensive players just run a little less and the offensive players get more rest and they're more on their game. Yeah. I mean, last year, how many times was it Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday? This year, they started early, but they're not ending as, like they're ending a little earlier than last year, but it's not as truncated. Like they don't need to jam it all in there. And they're going to be playing a ton with the World Cup. But, yeah, you don't have to – when you just play once a week, let's go. Yeah. But, man, um, I love that the goals are up for every reason. I mean, ACFC and, and Kansas City, that was, like, one of the most exciting games of the year. And it was, like, Thompson, Indo, Emsley, you know, uh, Kaiser. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, let's go. Yeah. Like, we got the youth movement here. So, I, I love it. <laughs> um, let's get into a little keep, trade, or cut. I don't have a song. Uh, should we just play something fun? <laughs> yes. They, people love when we play keep, trader cut. So this is obvious. Holly and I are going to ask each other three players that are on our current roster if you would keep, trade, or cut that play. And you have to choose one of each. 
So, Holly. Yes. I'm going to lead off. All right. First, keep Trader Cut, Crystal Dunn, Megan Klingenberg, Dabinia. Ooh. <laughs> and as, as you think Oof. it over, I'll tell the folks right now uh, what, what kind of consistency we're looking at here. Defenders are tough to be consistent. But you look at Klingenberg, 9, 16, 4, and 8 in our last four weeks. Last four weeks for Crystal Dunn, 19, 8, 7, 31. And Dabinia, 12, 18, 35, 6. <laughs> and you have to cut one Man. of those three players. All right, I'm going to cut Klingenberg. Really? Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Maybe the most reliable defender in fantasy right now, still. Possibly, but but really... Barnes and Mace are holding strong for me. And if I can get just like a couple more offensive players to be productive more consistently, like I'd be okay with, you know, having someone like Emily Fox in there who's on my bench, who's like very inconsistent, you know, scores two points, That's scores true. 19 points. All right. Th okay. So I'm going to cut Klingenberg. Okay. Sorry, Kling. Um, <sighs> Wait. Oh no. Which one? Here we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, I'm going to... Oh no, trading. I know what you're going to do. I'm going to trade Dabinia and I'm going to keep Crystal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Trading Dabinia. Yes, because I think Crystal is on fire this year. I think she's only going to get stronger and she plays for a better team. Dabinia is on a team where her role is unclear. And I just think I could get a lot for trading her. Can I play a little Al Pacino devil's advocate? Do it. Um, Dabinia. More proven offensive player than Crystal Dunn through both of their careers. Fair. Crystal Dunn has gone through long stretches in the past of not being able to score fantasy points True. because of her position. She's got all the talent, but it's where she plays usually. Dabinia. Crystal Dunn scoring 31 points is kind of nuts. And if you were to bet, if I were to bet right now for the rest of the season, which player is going to score 30-plus points more for the rest of the year, I'd still put money on Dabinia. Possibly true, but if you look at it in aggregate, I'm going to put my money on Crystal Okay. Dunn. So if you were... Bet. Let's bet. So if you... Ha what do we want? Fake bet. Fake bet. What are we doing? I don't know. 30-point games. Yes, and more more points overall in the I'll season. I'll take from this point forward, yeah. before week seven, I'll take that bet. Dabinia, more points from week seven to the end of the year than Crystal Dunn. Okay. Okay. You're on. Great. We shook. Um, what would you actually trade Dabinia? Like if you if you were forced with those three players, obviously she's offer. coming off a six point week, so you probably wouldn't. This would be the worst time to trade her. But let's say offer. let's say a team came to you and was like, "Hey, oh, I heard Dabinia's on the trade block. Um, Balser for Dabinia, straight up." <laughs> Nobody straight up for Dabinia. Stop. We're moving on. That's absurd. Okay. PTJ and Bethany Balser for Dabinia. I don't need a goalie. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Last time I checked. Last time I Sheridan? checked. Sheridan? PTJ wasn't the one. Uh, All right, we're moving on. I got one for you. Uh, Ready? <laughs> sure. PTJ, Rapino, and Rodman. PTJ, Rapino, and Rodman. Yeah. All right, I got it. PTJ, ah. Uh, Well, I have to. So PTJ's the cut. She's just the cut because 
I'm not messing with that. She, I'm cutting her. Um, I could get, she scored nine, six, 12, six, 12, 12. She's consistent. Yeah. And you're trying to get to Binia for Peach. Stop it. I'm saying I cut her, but then I would pick up like Murph because she's just sitting out there and she's, you know, exactly. She's, she's so yeah. that's fine. This is the big one. Um, keep and trade. Uh, I'm trading Rapino because I think on name value alone, people would get more excited. They go, oh, and they look at her run and go, oh, okay, Rapino had 11, uh, 9, 16, you know, but she's got that in her where she can put up a giant week. Um, but she just doesn't play enough to keep, I'm not going to keep her up. Rodman just put up 37. All right. You know, that's 37 points. Like, usually you'll see Rodman in that lower range, 10, 11, 12, 10, 11, 12. She's been there and she finally blew up. And watching that San Diego-Washington game, I felt like Washington finally found something. They've been struggling to score all year. I was like, oh. Now, San Diego did have to travel back east. Sometimes that's tough. Day games. No, I looked at it a little more. They played a day game, which was morning time for them, and they had no corniac still. Like, they're struggling. But I think Washington's hitting something. So that's that's what I do. Yeah. Do you have, like, a wild card? Do you want to just do some... Let's do a wild card. Just just pick just pick someone else. Well, I got someone. more for you. Yeah, let's go. Oh wait, you how many combinations? I got three. Oh, I only had one. I'll wow, make them up. You're an underachiever. Let's go. Underachiever. Let's All go right. again. Purse, Corniak, Hamilton. Midge Purse, Taylor Corniak, and Kristen Hamilton. Uh Kristen Hamilton, I'm dropping. Uh, uh oh gosh. I mean, this is terrible. How what am I gonna be able to trade for? <laughs> you know, Corniak's been hurt with an abdominal injury for a lot a while. They're all hurt. They're all hurt, so this is this is terrible. Uh, I'm keeping Mitch Purse automatically. Her her ceiling's much higher than those three, Fair. especially this year. Yeah, Corniak uh, is making me nervous. Um, I think I could probably, you know, what? I'm going to trade Christian Hamilton because I still think, even though she hasn't played all year, you I should could... offer me Hamilton for Dabinia and see how that goes. Okay. Um, Here we go. And then I'm dropping. Uh, I'm dropping Corniak because she's totally droppable. She's droppable no matter what. I actually almost dropped her this week, but instead wow. I dropped Loetta because I saw her with a boot on online, and I was like, she's not coming back Arg. anytime soon. Um, All right, fire one at me. No, I got one for you. I was thinking about this. So uh, let's go with uh, Lynn Williams, June Endo, Haley Mace. <laughs> oh, I just stacked it. Stacked it. We just talked about how great Mace has been defensively. I mean, Lynn yeah. Williams, you're keeping her, right? Drop Endo, trade Mace, keep mm. Williams. You you think you could get more for Mace than Endo? Endo, 45 points last two weeks. You could probably trade really high. I'm just trying to put some doubt in your head. I feel like defenders are more um, rare, and she's been a really strong performer for me. Like, she regularly keeps me in the game week to week. What do you think? So maybe you're right. If someone's uneducated, yeah. I could get more for Endo, but I really think Mace is worth more. What do you think you could honestly get for Mace? Like, so let's say you're struggling to score points offensively. Yeah. And you're like, man, but my defense is still killing it. I could afford to lose one person. Who do you honestly at this point think you could get for a Mace? Like looking around the league and I'm looking at other teams' best offensive players. Like, would you be interested like, do you think Emsley is like an anomaly this past week? Do you think she keeps going? Or do you think Kaiser keeps it up for that team? Um, and then looking at some other teams in our league, 
like Thompson. I'm looking at all these ACFC players offensively that have been exploding. Or even Ella Stevens for Chicago is another really solid person who's going to play through the World Cup. Yeah, I feel um, like I could get someone like a Stevens for someone like Mace. Or um, someone on Jared's team whose defense is struggling. Um, do you think you could even get... Do you think you could get a Morgan Weaver? I feel like you should give me Weaver or... Uh, That's yeah. a joke. That's yeah. a joke. Or Balser. Uh, straight up for Mace? Huh, let's talk. We'll talk. All right. I, I like that. Okay. Oh, you got a uh, last one for me? Yeah, I do. Okay. Keep trader cut. Weaver, Balser, Rodman. Weaver, Balser, Rodman. That's very difficult. That's very difficult. I am going to uh, drop Balser just based on the fact that she scored nine points the last two weeks. So I probably couldn't get much out of that. Um, and then who was it? Weaver and who else? Rodman. Weaver and Rodman. Oh, I'm trading Weaver and I'm keeping Rodman. I'm you know, I'm never. I'm Rodman's biggest fan. Fan club. <laughs> Just never. <laughs> now you could say. Now what's the you argument? You did totally fan out when we saw her playing for the national team. Totally. Yeah. When her and Hatch at one point were warming up, and we were like five. Jared rows. got nervous. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, star, real star. Because you know it's true. Full starstruck. Yeah, big time. Um, we we're finally there too. We've been watching long enough. Where you know when something's brand new and you're just like, this is new and I don't know what this is. But now that we've been watching- There's no meaning or like weight to it. Yes, yeah. there's nothing there. Like if you bring a friend to a game and they don't know who these players are, it's like, cool, this is fun. Yeah, this is a person. But now that we've been watching and we were like hold up during the pandemic and then like the first draft we ever see is like, oh my God, who's this phenom? Oh my God. And she, it's like, oh my gosh, she's right there. You know, we're seeing, now we're finally, it's like when you're a kid and you're watching something- like watching twins back home when you were a kid. And it's like, oh my God, there's Ken Herbeck. <laughs> a reference that no one will get listening to this pod. Hey, shout out to Belgium, by the way. There is a listener in Belgium. I've been seeing the map and they listen every week. So big shout out. Thanks for listening awesome. every week. Yeah, there's a few, we had a few listeners in India. Shout out Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for listening, everyone. Keep it up. I love it. Um, but yeah, I'm keeping Robin, but I want to, I want to play my own devil's advocate because wouldn't you say like, oh, well, Rodman's kind of a consistent 10, 11, 12 player this year. Why wouldn't you sell high on the 37? But what on, who honestly, like, where's the big delta there? Like, what am I getting for, isn't Rodman just like a top, like, isn't she still like a top six player in the league that you want? And what am I going to do, trade for another top six player? I mean, yeah, her upside though, I feel like is, it's maybe a little higher than Weaver's, but... It's way higher. Eh, I don't know it's way higher. I mean, because Weaver just put up a three. I mean, Robin doesn't put up threes, um, but then Weaver put up back-to-back 20s. Exactly. Um, but she, Weaver still put up a seven in there. You know, it's okay. Yeah, you, but then she put up a 19. Yeah, but then you look at Rodman, 17, 13, 10, 11, 10, 37. So still averaging probably more based yeah. on that. It's close. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I do. I'll, I'll just give you a, a last one here for, uh, uh, what's it? Trade cut. I'm not even saying the right order. Cut trade. Drop. Drop. <laughs> Drop is the same as cut. Keep. Yeah, keep trade cut. There you go. Oh, I got a good one. Olivia Moultrie. Jaden Shaw. Carolyn. Oof. <laughs> I, I went like with the with the the youngsters. Oh, man. It's the youngster draft. Moultrie, I see that you are putting her in your starting lineup. 
Yeah, man, she's coming she's in at the I know she comes in for like a half hour. Super productive. Yeah. I just like she's more productive than than people I got playing the whole half or the yeah. whole ninety. So I don't I mean you know that's she's fun we're to just watch. gonna roll with that. Um, so I think you're gonna keep her. Damn. Maybe you trade her high. Yeah, Moultrie, Caroline, and Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, and Shaw coming yeah. off of a. a one point week, but then had 28. I know she's that. so volatile though. It's yeah, like four. It's like in the twenties <laughs> or in the single. Yeah, you're digits. right. You're right. Yeah. I think I got to drop her. Dropping her. Yeah. I think I could, I don't know. I think I got to trade multi high and keep Caroline. Keep Caroline. Yeah. She just more consistently. Like she's going to play the full 90, you know, out in front for Carolina the whole year. They do look better too. They're scoring a lot. Yeah. The one thing I do like about Shaw is that I feel like she's kind of slowly becoming, you know, almost like just as good as a goal scorer as Alex Morgan right now. Yeah. Uh, do you know she's 18? I don't think I remember that. I did not know that. Huh, I did not know that. No. Um, that was fun. All right. <laughs> oh, I had one last point. Okay. With the goals. We we're talking about the influx of goals this year. Do you know, and if my computer works... That so you, the Golden Boot last year, um, yeah, my, this computer is so slow. But last year's Golden Boot with Alex Morgan was 15 goals, and Sophia Smith had 14, Dabina had 12, and it's and so, you know, whatever. Last year's here, and then this year's it's about on pace. Will, Lynn Williams, Crystal Dunn, Morgan, Dabina, Hatch, Sophia Smith—they all have four goals. So we're about a not quite a third of the way through the season. So it's probably going to end on that low teens mark again. But assists. Sophia Smith, five this year. Five. The leader at the end of the season last year had six. Oh. The whole season. I was going to go seven, but damn. Six. Not to mention everyone behind her is way behind, but it's like a bunch of people have two. Multiply that by three or four. Okay, we're talking Sophia Smith's going to have maybe pushing 20 assists. And then the rest of the people are going to have seven, eight, nine, which is still more than last year. Yeah. Um, the skill level is way up. It's that's what I'm trying to say. It's so high up. It's so much fun watching good passing. I feel like I've seen better assists this year in the league than ever. So, um, should we talk about a little bold predictions? Yeah, let's do it. How'd your bold predictions go last week, Jared? Okay, well, uh, so two weeks ago when we did our last show, uh, I had. Um, ACFC. Oh, sorry. This is my new one. I'll recap. Week five. This would have been week five. I had Trinity Rodman gets a double. You know, two goals, two a assists, brace? a goal and assist. No, oh, a no, a double. Okay. Yeah, a double. Gotcha, so it's gotcha. called a double. Called a fantasy, right. fantasy double. Okay. Um, didn't happen. Uh, didn't get much of anything. I think that was a 0-0 game. And I was a week or too early because uh, last week she got her goal and her assist. Uh, so I was just a week too early. So I, I, I felt something was there. <laughs> so maybe our bold predictions should start be our, our bold predictions should now be uh, just for the next two weeks. Hey, uh, this will yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get bold. Do you have a bold prediction this week? I do. Yeah. You, how about you get bold? I have three. Oh, shit. Earth scores. Louisville will still be winless. And Kansas City is going to tie the wave. This weekend. Um, that's interesting. So I was looking at Louisville as well because uh, Louisville has not won a single game this year, right? The only team that's not that's winless. And sh- they play Chicago, yeah. who is in last place. So you, you think still? Still. 
still in Louisville, they can't get the win. Nope. Ertz scores against the Spirit. Yeah. And the last one was? Casey ties the wave. Casey ties the wave. Okay. I like that. I'm on board with that. All right. Uh, my bold is ACFC hands the Washington Spirit their first loss. Woohoo! Love the season. that one. Let's how about a little history. It's two and zero. Last year when we played them <laughs> in Washington. <our> house. <laughs> okay, Angel City is two and zero. Fun game. Two and zero against Washington all time. So going to keep it rolling. On the fantasy side of things, ready for this? I think. If you have an ACFC defender, stardom, Riley, Gordon, Reed, Nielsen, whoever. You know why? We have three goals all time versus Washington. You know who got the assist? Three defenders. All right. Gilles, Riley, Spencer all got the assist last year. I think Washington is susceptible to a defensive player getting an assist. All right. So stardom. I'm feeling... All about, I'm kind of all over like Riley or Nielsen. I just feel it. So start one of those two players. And if she starts, start Spencer. But she's been coming in hot off the bench. So I say Reed or Riley. Or Nielsen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Gordon, whoever. Whatever. What the fuck? whatever. That was fun. Um, game you're most excited about this weekend? ACFC. Yeah, against Washington. Yeah. In LA, the only Saturday game. Yeah. Um, if we're, if I'm not being a complete homer, I'm just gonna be a complete homer. I'm that, just I'm right. I'm I'm with it. Oh, that's fine. You know what game I'm really juiced for? What? Courage Rain, because the Courage are racking up goals and they're really on fire right now. The Rain are racking up a ton of goals, and. A lot of times the rain looks rusty on the on the road. I mean, the courage went up. They they kept attacking against Portland. They were up, 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 and they just they kept giving up the the tie. But that's Portland, okay? I know Portland's been giving up some goals, but I really am excited. I really think that you could see like somehow the courage. It is a it's a thing. It's an organizational thing. They just find out ways to win and be consistent. Like, I thought they would be trash this year, but they're, they're pretty good, and they're fun to watch. They're really fun to watch. They lost so many people. So I like I really like watching them. So that'll be in carry. So I'm looking forward to that game as well. But good luck, everyone, on your fantasy team this week. And um, hopefully next uh, week or two I'll be back in first place. Mm, you won't. <laughs> <laughs>